The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right. We are back at it. What's going on? I'm on. Not much. It's fucking cold out. I'll tell you that much. When Keith says it's fucking cold, <laughs> let me tell you, get a fucking jacket. So we, for at time of recording right now, we have major wind gusts. It is frigid out. We had a tree come down we on thought, a power line. We thought we were going to have the show just you and I in candlelight with no, yeah. no power. We're just yeah. listening to ourselves talk. I was like, could I run a, my generator straight to the board? I'm like, I think I think I could run it. I think. <laughs> Um, I debated it. So yeah, it's getting winter. The what's his name? Uh, Paxitani Phil popped his head up and all of a sudden it got cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read somewhere that one of the groundhog day Phil's, uh, died like the day of groundhog day. You couldn't see a shadow. <laughs> really? So I guess it, whatever yeah. that means, if you don't see your shadow, that's what happens yeah. when you die. On a, that day. A, a permanent not see your shadow. That could be bad. A permanent winter. Permanent winter. <laughs> I'd be, I would be leaving. Well, I just want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And as always, Chopping It Up is sponsored by Target Sports USA. Head over to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment to get great ammo or to sign up for their Ammo Plus membership, which saves you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo orders, and a whole lot more, all for $95 a year. And if you use that link, it is in the notes, and obviously I just said it. If you use that, it does help us out a lot. We don't really get anything for it, but it just lets them know that our people are listening. And if you're looking for a way to support the show, I think for today especially, the best thing I could ask is for you to, and I've asked this before, be a part of our growing community and join our Discord page. And Keith, you want to throw out a little plug for your little baby? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Dry Fire League uh, is going through the first week. We're doing okay. I, I should have had that up already to uh, talk about how many shots, but we've all taken. So we have a handful of people that joined. We had a few people who were interested, but they didn't have, you need a Mantis X. They don't have it. If you're out there listening and you're like, you know what? I I could use dry fire. And then you want to kind of be part of the community. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to kind of encourage each other to, to do more of it and to make it fun and a little competitive. So uh, you just need to get yourself a Mantis and reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram or you can email us or use our contacts from the website, thegunexperiment.com, and I will give you the Discord link, and you're in, and that's it. So, Keith, what are we looking at? So, there's a little over 400 shots taken, which uh, there's six members, and I'm the only one who has hit the 200 shots, and it's towards the end of the week. Oh, so. boy. Um, but it is, it's, we're keeping it super simple this yep. time around, like just trying to get people in, just trying to get yep. used to the interface. And then we're really going to start yep. kicking up some, this is only a four week league. So if you're out there listening, you're like, Oh man, I'll never get a mantis in time. Just order it. And yep. we're going to do more. It's just, this is just kind of like a trial run just to kind of whet our appetite. We have a couple members that have come up with some really great ideas on, on ways to be a little more competitive next time. And they've offered to help. So we're going to yeah. take them up on that offer. While we're talking about discord, something happened today, today that I thought was great. Um, a member on his, his route for his job, he has to go to a gun store as part of his route. And he noticed that they, the owner had taken in a bunch of, uh, vintage rifles and pistols and yeah. had bought a basically a whole collection. And one of our other discord members happens to be a FFL. And he was like, huh, that's interesting. He's like, I'd like to know more about that. I might buy the whole lot of it or I might buy. So I just think it's cool that we're able to build a community where we're able to help each other out. And people are kind of making sure that everyone's uh, getting taken care of. So I think that's really cool. Before we get going tonight, I want to talk about onsite firearms training. 
they aren't just a show sponsor at this point. They're definitely very good friends of both of us. And Big Keith and I really believe quality training is important. We've said it on the show many times, and we've trained with them more than anyone else, really, Keith. True. Yeah, and they've definitely made us better shooters, and they can do the same for you. So remember, they have an extensive course offering and teach classes across the country, and you're guaranteed to find a course to meet your needs. So reach out to those guys. They're the best. Anyway, let's get into this thing. Our guest co-host is back to chop it up with us one more time. Mr. Flood Munitions himself, Evan Floodman, is in the house. What's going on, Evan? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I'm stoked to be here uh, once again on the show. I couldn't believe you had me back for a, a second time. I'm a little impressed with that. Didn't <laughs> well, think you'd have me back. <laughs> we're excited to have you back, so thank you. For sure, for sure. Thank and I have to actually yeah, say, uh, I have to give you a big thank you, uh, formally on the air because actually we had someone else who was scheduled and there's some reasons why they had to back out and I just gave you a quick text and you jumped right in and I was like man like that was awesome you, you saved you, our bacon you were the first text though yes definitely was the first text you 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 <laughs> no, were that makes me feel better you were plan b my friend <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that I'm definitely okay with that <laughs> so Evan I uh you were at your first shot show this year right Yep, that's correct. Oh, that's cool. How was it? You had fun? Oh my gosh, it, I had a blast. I uh, I could not be more grateful for all the people I met, the experiences I had, um, the connections I made, the cool products I saw. Um, you know, I talked to so many different people. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty cool." I'm like, "No, you don't understand. This is like awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I I was having a lot of fun. Cool. Did it uh, create any desire for any new firearms that now you got an itch to get your hands on? Uh, yes, absolutely. So a couple of them that I saw one, the one that I'm really stoked about is, uh, are you guys familiar with PTR industries? They do like the delayed roller blowback guns. Uh, so they have like, um, they make like an MP5 clone okay, and then they do like the HK 91 clone, the PTR 91, which I own both of those. Um, they just came out with the PTR 63. So it's essentially takes AR mag shoots five, five, six, two, two, three, but it's delayed roller blowback. Um, and so it's kind of like a clone of the HK 93 series and a fully ambi gun. And it is just gorgeous. I did make a post about it on my Insta and uh, yeah, I am very stoked for that one. Well, so while, one we're, we're on this, while we're on this, go ahead, give yourself a plug, give everyone your Instagram. Oh yeah. Instagram's flood munitions. So that's uh flood. And then the word munitions just, you know, smushed together and I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter and uh, I do have a Facebook. I don't use that too much, but yeah, yeah. I appreciate the plug. That is very, very cool. Some of these are. So, what is the price range on these things? Are they pretty pricey the or? CT is- yeah, they're they're a little bit more expensive. I'd say a, it's not out on the market yet, but I would estimate around like eighteen would be my guess. Okay, all right. That's just a rough guess. I have no idea. They didn't say. Cool toys come with big price tags. That's just how it is. So, sometimes that, old ones that too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now that you've gone through it once, do you? Uh, what are the? What would you do differently next time? You know, like uh, would you co- have a different plan of attack? Uh, better shoes. Yeah, wow. that makes sense. <laughs> my feet were killing me, man. Yeah. I, uh, I I wore my cowboy boots, and uh, they're good. They're good boots, but oh man, yeah. I was doing a lot of walking. Um, I, I was also like, I didn't really get a walk as or walk the the show as much as I'd like to just cause, uh, I was doing like media coverage for the guy that got me there. But, uh, anytime I did, I was power walking through. I didn't even know there was multiple levels. I saw oh, the yeah. downstairs of the Venetian, but then there was like the Caesars forum and I just power walked as much as I could wanted to spend more time at each booth. But you know, how it goes, you just, 
there are so many vendors. I don't know the exact count. I heard people say like 20,000. I heard people say 10,000. So I couldn't wow. tell you exactly how That's many. crazy. <laughs> yeah, any of those. Yeah. The only big show I've ever been to Vegas for is I, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to a SEMA show one year. And that nice. was awesome too. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, just cool it's the shot show of cars you yep. know what i mean so right um but it was it was a blast so it's a lot of walking though for sure but, yeah uh, oh, my yeah. style is comfortable shoes so i'm i'm always in comfortable shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you I, had a lot of people driving around on the little scooters honking at you when you're really in, in the way that was always oh yeah there was like caravans of them people like four or five of these scooters <laughs> just cruising through and their whole goal was to collect as many like patches and stickers that come through and just swoop as many as they could <laughs> That's cool. Did they have little baskets on the front to keep all their, all oh, their yeah. uh, swag? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would just like run through with their arm and just like, you know, swipe as much as they could into Keith, the basket. Keith, bags. speaking of swag, do you, do you know what that stands for? Swag? Yeah. Swag. <laughs> do you know what it stands for, Evan? It's an acronym, I, actually. I had no idea. Really? It's, uh, it's, no, it's, I don't. It's an acronym for stuff we all get. Oh. Uh, yeah. Little odd The more fact. you know. Yeah, a little odd fact I know. Keith, you want to lead us into this first story? Sure. So, um, I had come across this, uh, in my, uh, you know, my, my, my daily news readings. And I was, we have recently talked about how Kyle Rittenhouse had been like kind of already through the ringer and like he'd been through more than anybody really ever wants. He was at shot show and he was <laughs> right. Hanging out. And yeah, now, I did see him. Oh yeah. You saw him too. Did you yeah. hear the episode that we cut with Ben DeWalt? And, I did, and, and, and I agree a hundred percent on what he was saying. Yeah, just yeah. that he's humble and stuff, right? Yeah, I didn't actually meet him. He just he came by the booth we were at, and he was like checking it out and like waved at him. But that was about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, apparently, he's been served for a wrongful death lawsuit against um, one of the one of the you know individuals that he you know ended up uh, yeah. um, shooting. And uh, they accused him of like conspiring with the police, right? So, yeah, that's the weird part. Like, it sounds like it's one of those situations where you sue everyone with pockets and even people with the deep pockets. And they are suing, uh, you know, the police force for the way I read it is basically that they're saying you you knew that these citizens were coming, saying they were going to protect private property and you chose not to do anything about that so you you know you in in turn in sense escalated the uh, violence that took place because you didn't interfere is how how i read it did you read it the same way yeah similar um you know this is one of those things so the first thing my mind went to was uh, i felt really bad for this kid you know i i i wish that he wasn't going through this and I really, truly think that his heart and what he was trying to do was in the right place. I think he was really trying to be helpful, but I cannot stop going back to the idea of, you know, if it was my son and I'm not, I'm not judging, but if it was my son, like I would say, let someone else fight that fight. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's admirable. And we do need people that are willing to stand up for other people, but kind of what you and I always talk about um, and the, the book that we read in terms of knowing your mission. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, this is just proof that anytime you're involved in anything, even if you're in the right, and he may get past this, but I mean, just being through that stress and being put through the ringer and having to like, 
you know, at a very young age, at a very young age, it's just, it yeah. really is a very unfortunate circumstance for, for such a young, for anybody, but for such a young man, you know, Evan, what do you think? Um, I, I, I mean, I knew that he would be getting this lawsuit coming towards him. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, bound to happen with what he went through. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm on like both sides. I think that you were right in the sense of he, his heart was in the right place. He was doing what he thought was right. Um, and it's hard to say like, you know, if I had a kid, like what I say, Hey, don't you know, this isn't your fight. Right. Um, but if, if it's not his fight, then whose fight is it? Like if, if he wasn't going to do it, who was going to stand up and do it? And I think there's a certain degree of people that, um, you know, once you start standing back and hiding in the shadows, that's all you've become. Um, and then we have those people who are actually willing to get up and fight. And uh, it's it's a tough one. You know, you have to pick and choose your fight. And I think he chose the fight that he did. And yeah. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It's such a tough thing to. The problem I have with it, though, on. is I, I don't, like I said, I don't disagree with that. But there's a reason why we pay police officers. And when they True. when they get involved in a shooting, they have to go through the ringer, but they have a lot more protections because it's their job and there's legal protections for them. It's not quite the same for us as citizens. So it's just, yeah. you know, Keith and I were talking about the the, the Taqueria shooting and we've talked about yep. this different situations. And it's like, you know, at what point, uh, what was the one? Oh, the one in New York where the guy is in the Applebee's. The Applebee's, yeah. And it's like, you know, this guy could potentially get charged just because he was in the wrong place and he and he saved a life i mean a hundred percent he even sh- he didn't even shoot anybody and he saved a life and imagine going to jail now you know just because you got involved and I, and to your point evan then who does save that life you know maybe people would have died right. but man it's tough to go to prison knowing that you know you did the right thing but the government just gave you the old scroogey <laughs> yeah the old reach behind exactly <laughs> you hope you don't get that in prison <laughs> Well, yeah, it's certainly a tough situation that he he was put in, or or you know, others will say he put himself into it, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I obviously wish him the best of luck, and uh, I I was just right. you know I kind of naively I guess uh, you know Fleming I know you said you, you know he you saw this coming I naively kind of thought he he was over it, but uh, apparently not. But uh, wish him the best of luck. I hope he makes through it. Um, generally with, so this would be a civil suit now, right? It's civil. Yeah. So that's so typically money. That's it's not, money. Yeah. It's, and there, and I think the, you know, you can go out there and research a couple articles. There are, there's a, a few of them. Uh, most of them I think are in agreement that they're looking for a settlement of some sort. Yeah. And usually those situations are the one they, you sue everybody, whoever's got the deepest pockets, hopefully, you know, is pays, the one that pays up <clears throat> and, um, you know, hopefully it goes from there. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with it. But uh, another crazy law that's kind of being talked about is Maryland uh, lawmakers are fast tracking their first bill of the of the uh, um, track this year is um, SB 0001 in Annapolis, Maryland. And the proposal would prohibit an individual from knowingly wearing, carrying or transporting a firearm onto another person's property without consent. It would also prohibit anyone wearing, carrying, or transporting a firearm within 100 feet of certain places of public accommodation, specifically sensitive places, which we all know by now New Jersey has 
their their federal uh, circuit has already ruled that unconstitutionally you can't do so it's all over the place man uh, could we could we stop with the jer- or start with the jersey thing since you'd like to I, start wherever you want so with the jersey thing and i i don't know you might know that's why i'm asking are they basically where we were at a few months ago where you know now they have a tro but that could get that could get appealed like they could be going through the same sort of string of things that we have gone through already. I, I, I think that's correct. I, yeah. I'd have to go back and look, but I think you are correct on that, yes. So it's just funny because, and Evan, pray that you never have to deal with this and it never comes knocking yes. on your door. But, right. uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about New York stuff and obviously it's it's ne- not near and dear, but it's, it's near us. <laughs> and sure. I purposely was like, I, I don't want to do New York today. And of course we found a couple of others here, but it, it's amazing how New York has really, it's always been like New York, California, a couple others, Massachusetts, but like, I feel like it's always New York and California have been like neck and neck in terms of what's what New York has just absolutely become. They like, they, they are writing the playbook and you're just seeing these other more, uh, bluer States and, and more restrictive States. They are following that to a T. I mean, even the language is, is identical. Yeah. And yeah. I was reading some stuff online that was saying the problem is, is that we can fight this and fight this. But anything we fight, they just pass more bills in a matter of months, and then it takes us years to overturn them. So I'm really curious where this is going to go in terms of, you know, all these states are following this playbook. And I mean, does the Supreme Court eventually have to weigh in at some point, Keith? Uh, Well, they've already, I think they've already said what they're going to do. They're going to let every state, every district, every district work through. Um, you know, their docket the way that they're supposed to. The only thing that I think they have said is make it quick. Right. In a timely manner. In <laughs> yeah, timely manner, for know, sure. So um, I, I, reading that and listening to different perspectives, uh, that message from Alito and, and Thomas I'm, I'm referencing right now, it did make me feel a little hopeful that they were like, listen, we've already made this perfectly clear, figure this out and get it done. And the know? Second Circuit did, they did actually take heed that warning yeah. And they actually did put a date of March, I think it's March 30th or something. March 20th. I got March an 20th. alert today, but th- that's the next hearing, the next part of it. Right. Um, but yeah, and that particular case, the one that's coming due on March 20th again, it's holding up a bunch of other ones that are behind it. So right. It's- so I didn't want to throw out the bad news without having a little bit of good news. So I included an article on Florida. So Florida has proposed a bill to make the state a constitutional carry state. And <laughs> Figures. I just put in for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think this is great. The big, really the big news here is that it would push the country over the halfway mark. It would oh. be 26 states that are constitutional carry. That is an interesting nice. stat. So we would that. be a majority, a country would be a majority constitutional carry state. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Evan, I'm assuming Utah is constitutional carry? It is, yeah. It came in, I think, a year and a half ago. So give me a little bit of education on this in terms of, so does that mean if you are you turn 25 years old or 21 years old or whatever age is legal to, I'm assuming there is a, a legal age, that you just go buy a gun, you pass your NICS check, and the gun's yours, and that's it? So 18 for long gun, 21 for handgun. Um, And so with that, you can still get a concealed firearm permit here in Utah. And I always recommend it to my customers. I still think it's a very important thing to have. Um, But you do not have to have it 
for concealed carry. Now, um, I'm not going to try and state the law because I, it's been a while since I took my course. But from what I understand, without the permit, I believe you can't carry with one in the chamber. Don't quote me on that. Uh, obviously, it's different with a revolver. Um, and then, you know, with the permit, you can carry with one in the chamber. Uh, mm -hmm. With the permit, you're also permissible to carry on certain, um, like, private grounds or, like, uh, you know, national or federal parks. Uh, again, not a lawyer here, so don't quote me. <laughs> I'm sure someone yeah. will chime in. But um, it, it with this one sorry. in the chamber thing has got me thinking here. Like, how the hell would they know? Yeah, no, they wouldn't. It's just one of those things that they, weird. you know, they still want people to get their permits. Um, so, and I, like I said, I always uh, am telling people to get their permits. For one thing, you have reciprocity, and I believe 37 other states. That means you can carry yes. in those those yeah. states that allow it with a Utah permit. Uh, you also can save, you know, $7.50 on your background check. Um, yes. And it's also, in my opinion, this is my opinion, I think that if you were involved in some type of incident uh, where you did have to use a concealed firearm, if you have your permit, you're going to be looked at a little bit differently sure. by okay. your you know that, yeah. that's my yeah. biggest thing well like keith and, and he was joking but when i texted yeah. him that he said darn it i just applied for my florida florida <laughs> you know permit and i said well yeah but it, it does give you a lot of reciprocity so kind of like what you had just said so people on the opposite side of this uh, of this argument of the um, excuse me constitutional carry a, a lot of them were saying like you know it's so dangerous and anybody can get a gun and all this so a couple things here first off you still have to pass a NICS check. Right. So it's not it's not yep. saying you you can just be anybody walking off the street and carry a gun constitutionally. It's saying you have to be a law-abiding citizen. And yeah. then two, th what they were saying in this article is we're not saying there's not some regulation. We're just saying that you don't need to pay a fee and get Correct. permission from the government to follow those regulations, right? right? So but, but like the, you said, there's an age restriction. There's, in your case, you have to carry one in the chamber. There's these different regulations for different states, but yep. it doesn't mean there's no rules. It just means we're not going to take your money, which, wow, that's a novel idea, the government not taking money to give you a right. The the, right, yeah. the uh, anti-gun side will probably say, you're not doing enough background check. You're not, um, you know, you're not doing the mental health check. You know, you're not doing they that will. stuff. And that's what they'll, yeah. You know. I mean, we just yeah, don't I mean, it changes nothing about the NICS check. They're still no. getting a NICS check when they fire, uh, purchase the firearm. But with like a, a, a CFP permit here in Utah, I'm sure it's similar in other states. Once you have a CFP, you actually, your background is ran every morning of every day. So that way they know that the permit's still valid. So when you purchase a handgun or a, or a rifle, we still run that permit to make sure that it is, in fact, valid. Mm -hmm. uh, so it doesn't just mean you can go in and, and buy a gun. A lot of people come in, they're like, oh, you don't have to do a forty four seventy three on me. I have a concealed firearm permit. I'm like, yeah, that's not how it works. You still have to do your form. <laughs> still have to check that the permit's valid. Um, and, you know, the normal uh purchasing a firearm in Utah goes about. So uh, one thing I wanted to say on the whole Maryland, uh, I was looking into it a little bit. It looks like they're just like a, it's a backlash off the whole Bruin decision. Yeah. So oh, it's definitely. like, you know, they're, they were upset about that, created this new legislation for it. Um, and, it and it's sad to see it. And I, I, I feel like it's one of those things where um, they're not going to go out and try and find people who are, you know, knowingly caring. It's one of those things where it's like, Oh, you were within 70. Cause it says a hundred feet of certain public places and yeah. then not on private property so it's like once you you know say you were involved in an incident and you had to draw your gun uh, then they're going to tack that on 
right? They're yep. like, oh, well, this was put in place, and now now we can charge you with this because of this law. It's, it's really unfortunate uh, to see Even those. here in New York, I've heard the argument that they're not really looking, they're not knocking down doors, and they're not like checking. It's more of like, they could tack that on kind of a thing. I, yeah. now, I don't know if that's true, but we've seen it with the SAFE Act, right? Like there's not, there haven't been any SAFE Act arrests that I know of that weren't already, like they tacked it on for something else. Sure. From my understanding. I mean, I don't, I, I'm again, like you said, I'm not a lawyer and I don't keep up on every case. But. I have to go back. We, we remember I recently had passed you a sheet of all the current yeah. cases. I have to go back and see uh, there's any. What, what there's any other on there. I don't Can know. you do me a favor? Can you yeah. go on the big board and put up the map of current constitutional carry states. I actually want to play a little game here. Oh, oh guess which ones it is. Well, I want to see which ones we think will, could possibly fall next. And I think you could get really close to like almost the 80% mark of states. Like there's some, there's going to be some that hold out like New York, California, Hawaii, probably, but Massachusetts. But I bet you you're, you come darn near close to the majority of states that will eventually go constitutional carry. See if you can find a map. I know they have like maps. There we go. So we're looking at green. Yellow is the non on this. Sorry, you can't see this, Evan. But I'm looking on my computer okay. as well. Yeah. So like like uh, like USCCA's. Uh, yeah. Like website. Florida okay, could. Well, so Florida that. could go. I could see South Carolina definitely could go. Sure. I could see Louisiana. I mean, if, if Florida goes, I think you got definitely. Yeah. I think Louisiana could go. They're pretty pro gun. Um, is New Mexico? That's kind of near you. Is New Mexico pretty pro gun? Yeah, no, they no. are not. From they're what not. I understand, they're not really pro okay. Yeah. Colorado is very similar to Colorado. Yeah, they're not. Definitely not. You're not going to get Washington and Oregon, Nevada maybe. What about Virginia? Virginia's a weird state because you have D.C. right there, and yeah. it's very, very. It it kind of kind of goes both ways. So what's yeah? What other than South Carolina and uh, maybe Louisiana? North. I'm surprised and, Nebraska, like Nebraska yeah, seems like one of the, that. Yeah, that could well, go. Well, surrounded. It might as well just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, I can tell you what you're not going to get, right? So it's easier to do what you're not going to get. You're not going to get California. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get nope. Oregon. You're not going to get Washington. You're not going to get Colorado or New Mexico. It's five. Minnesota, Wisconsin, probably not. Uh, Illinois, definitely not. PA could. That's another weird state. Yeah. It's like yeah, Virginia. Yeah, PA yeah, I, I think you could pick up another... I feel like I'm doing the draft right now. You, <laughs> really, I, I feel like you could pick up another Currently maybe three states. I think you could pick up... After Florida, if Florida were to go, I think you could pick up another three. So, eh, it'd be like 28 yeah. states, 29 well, states. From your uh, mouth to God's ears. I'm hoping. Anyway, so Keith, what do we got next? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh um, no! Uh, what we have up next is uh, Chinese, every, China. Ch- China. Everybody's favorite spy balloon. Um, it's just you know Chinese having the suspected spy balloon. Uh, you know over the U.S. Um, I mean, this thing came in through Alaska and then down through Canada and dropped in and say hello. And, it's taking a world. Uh, it's taking a world tour. It's taking a world. Yeah. T- well, a U.S. tour. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing about this particular one is that they've been tracking it. And it is moving, which that is new. That's not normally what they've seen in these. But these balloons are not not new in terms of yeah. they've ha- they've happened before. What I read was that they they tend to have the ability to like kind of self destruct them over like open water, mm. but that if they 
and I, I'm speaking out my ass a little bit here, but the fact that like if they lose that capability, like if for some reason that doesn't work, that like wind can kind of take them. Oh, sure. And they were saying like this this could have possibly no nefarious sort of thing behind it. It could have just been swept over us. But clearly, right. clearly they don't think that now. No. <laughs> what happened, Keith? Uh, well, I, it's unconfirmed. I can't, I, I haven't done any research, but coming into the studio tonight, uh, somebody sent me a... Uh, Twitter video, believe it or not, of somebody in Montana who had heard a very loud jet flying by very fast and then came outside, heard an explosion, and goddamn looks like a big giant balloon falling out of the sky. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say that there was a bunch of ranchers just shooting shotguns at it. Well, yeah. that, that might happen, but <laughs> here's here's the problem. Uh, and I know you're joking. I'm I'm make, I'm t- making it serious. I apologize, but right. um, that it was flying about you know sixty thousand feet plus, yeah. and then we don't have very many military planes that can that can handle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the F twenty two Raptor, surprisingly, has an operating ceiling of uh, sixty five thousand feet. So okay. I was pretty. I didn't know that. Something um, that I also read was they were saying that. And again, a lot of people were defending. I say people like in our government, Mm. uh, one of the, I think it was a general had said something to the effect of there'd be no reason to use it to spy on us because it wouldn't have any more capability than like their satellite ability. to. Yeah. That was one of the arguments to make everyone feel better. I think, Yeah, you know, it was like, ah, they're not getting anything more than they could get anywhere else. Neither of that made me feel better. No, no, it didn't make me feel any better (laughs) at all either. Yeah. And the other part was that they were worried about it falling to the sky and killing somebody, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really worried about that either. Well, you don't live in Montana, so that's why you weren't worried. (laughs) Well, I thought, can't you just... I I read somewhere that Canada had shot one of these things down a while back, Uh and they it took them a couple hundred rounds, and it it slowly descended. It didn't Mm. just blow up and explode. I don't know. They lost track of it, I think, somewhere like near Norway or something like that, but um, why couldn't we just shoot it like a balloon? I I mean, I know nothing about... Maybe it, maybe it had super explosive gas. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I watched Spies Like Us when I was a kid, and <laughs> but I that was Russia, and I, I was young. It was a long time ago. I don't remember what they did. Uh, Evan, did yeah, you we hear- don't want to have a, a Zeppelin incident with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Evan, did you happen- Have you followed this? Obviously, you're, it's pretty big news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been following a little bit. I, I find it pretty interesting, kind of like what you guys are saying. It's like, what can this balloon gather from floating over us that a, a satellite can't get, already gather? Yeah, yep. um, and like maybe Chinese spies among us that can't gather. Um, I, I find it pretty odd. It's kind of weird that like, uh, you know, apparently our president was saying that he wants it shot down and they're saying, well, they can't do it because it's over Montana, which is like one of the least populated states out there. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> well, else said that too that I was talking to. Put out just so people weren't, uh, you know, on the whole, uh, you know, Biden's with China type thing. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's something that was maybe put out for us to uh, focus our attention on, um, to see, you know, be blinded by something else. I saw, I saw a f- funny thing on Instagram, and it was like an overhead picture of like a backyard with like a man and a woman. And they were like, like all you saw was like a bottle, like from the guy's arm, like he was throwing a bottle at it. It said actual footage from Alabama. <laughs> uh, so the, 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 awesome. the, the one, I guess, uh, you know, doom and gloom thing that I thought of when I was reading things about this was, okay, so we don't shoot it at this guy. We kind of accept it. They get away with it. And the next time one does have some sort of military weapon on it. And we'll just allow it to do this. 
I mean, I think you have to send the message just that, like, I mean, China is so big on, like, you know, keeping their sovereignty. Right. It's like, well, you know. But maybe that's maybe that's not, that that's an interesting perspective, right? Oh, you shot our satellite out of the sky so we can go take Taiwan or t- whatever. Yeah, not yeah. Taiwan. Uh, help me out here. Is it How Taiwan? do we even know it's, it's from Taiwan. China? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a there was a general who I think this like slipped out. I don't think it was meant to be out for mm-hmm. everyone's ears. But this one general was telling his troops like we're going to be in his opinion we could be at war with China in 2025. Like you need to start. But then they were saying like they had another general on. I think he was a retired general and he was saying that's what guys like that do. We're in peacetime and they got to keep these guys motivated to want to train and like that's how you do it. Right. You, know, you you tell them that this could happen, it's eminent at any time, and and you you keep them motivated to to train and to fight and to want to fight. But what I thought was interesting from that general's perspective, the one who was uh, not the one who said those comments, but he said that he feels that we're not in a very good position to really be at war with China, which we spend way more money. But he said they have more troops, which is obvious. They have more ships, more which I'm I'm I can't believe this. More ships, more aircraft. And he said that unlike what's going on in Ukraine, like now that that war is on, it's too late for us to go over and start putting in uh, fighting infrastructure. So he was saying we need to up arm Taiwan because we need to be ready now for a future well, we, issue. We did just get permission to, to put some uh, assets in, in the Philippines. I think they can't. Well, that's the Philippines, but they want Taiwan because they want to be close to China. Yeah, I know, but the but the Philippines does sort of help cre- create the horn okay. around China. So yeah, he was saying that there's actually we're actually having trouble coming up with the munitions. That we're oh, actually that we can't we can't build fast enough uh, to actually you know get things Keep in up. place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but anyway, I that stuff I don't know a ton about, but certainly some some scary stuff. Speaking of scary stuff, and kind of switching gears here. Uh, Keith, I know you hate social media. You think it's super scary. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I don't think you actually hate social media. Okay. And Let here's why. So you're on Discord and you're enjoying it. Well, you yeah. are, right? Yeah. It's not you, social media. We talk about things I like. No, well, you're on YouTube, which I think is social media. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. Do you use Reddit? No. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just, my point is that it's not that you don't like social media. There's just some that you don't like, which I, don't I would like agree. certain types of social media, if you right. want to be specific. Yes. Um, you know, I don't like the the part where I have to interact with other people's opinions so freely. Right. <laughs> right. But my point was, so my point was just that I don't think it's all social media. It's a type of social media, yeah. to be more clear. And, and I don't like news on social media. Right, because it's kind of just glossed over and not really looked at in depth. Yeah, and, right. that's, and that goes for Discord or YouTube. Right. I don't watch news on either of those. Uh, so there was an article talking about a bill from a, uh, it was a Democrat. I don't remember his name. Keith, you could probably find his name. But they want to ban social media for U.S. teens. And they would require social media platforms to verify. Chris Stewart of Utah. Okay. So there you go. One of your guys. Uh, yep. he basically wants them to verify their age and there's a, there's a cutoff or whatever. And man, this is for me. I, at first I have seen how horrible social media is for, uh, kids, teenagers in particular. I, I know, you know, I have friends who have teenage kids and it's really, really distracting. I think it's really bad education wise. <clears throat> if you look at China, speaking of China, China only allows kids to go on social media so many 
times a day, so many hours a day. And I think it has to be for like educational purposes and all this stuff. And so there's this conundrum in my opinion, because, well, do we want to be like China? I was going to say, no, I, I, mean, I was hoping you but, were going to But they're also, I think they have more motivated students, you know, so there's that yeah. on the positive side. And, but at what cost? At what cost? I mean, there's, there's the whole freedom thing. And the other part that I thought of was, yeah, I think some of the nonsense that kids, most kids use social media for, and there's a lot of downside to it. Porn, but a lot of porn. I'm, I can't even imagine being 16 these days. <laughs> it's got to be, I bet you they don't even like it. They're probably like, ah, seen all that. But right. uh, what I, what I find a problem with is for every, for all those kids that are using it for those things, I, there has to be 16, 17, 18 year olds that have started businesses, you know, using technology and they're actually using technology for like really, really productive purposes. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like, are you stopping innovation and stopping young people from maybe flourishing? But there's the other side. So I don't know. That was just my thoughts. But uh, well, Evan, why don't you, why don't you chime yeah, in a little bit? And would you, would you give me a glass with some ice? It's definitely an interesting thing to see. I mean, I, I remember... Um, you know, when social media was first hitting the scene and, um, just electronics in general, like, you know, parents are using tablets and cell phones to keep their kids quiet. Um, and eventually the, you know, these kids start using social media as a way to communicate with friends. And I think Twitter's definitely brought a lot of attention to, uh, or sorry, not Twitter, TikTok has brought a lot of attention to, um, you know, parents seeing their kids just completely absorbed into just scrolling from, uh, video to video and there is like you guys are saying a lot of pornography on that and, and like tiktok in, in my opinion is one of the worst because it's it pushes that uh opposed to like educational things and i've heard a lot of people say tiktok in china is used for educational purposes so i think keeping teenagers off of social media would be a very difficult task but if we could make it to where it's much more educational uh, for these kids to be using it, that might be a, a better path or, or at least a start to keeping, you know, young kids uh, from, I don't know, abusing social media. You know, it's. Do you think that if we ever get this, you know, at least situated to a point where they can't, you know, be a publisher and that they're more of a platform, do you think that that would help maybe even some of this out a little bit? So are you saying like the the user being yeah so like currently they're passing you know they're well the, these platforms are passing off so much information that is per you know um doesn't have any of the responsibilities of a normal publisher and it, it's some of the bad stuff right so um if if they were required to you know be responsible as a publisher is for the things that they put out could that curb some of the issues that we're talking about? Won't fix them all for sure, yeah. but will it, yeah. will it fix any of them? Did you? I feel like you guys had mentioned this. In a Mike, Mike has definitely show, mentioned something about. So yeah. the idea is uh, that, and I can recap it. It was on. I think it was the last episode yes. actually. But yeah, it's in the early days of social media. They basically rallied, and the government gave them uh, platform status, and meaning they 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 claimed we're not publishers we're a platform we are simply a place where people can give their opinions people can share their ideas people a soapbox can, yes a soapbox if you will sure. and yep. so they were therefore granted certain protections of a platform and not a publisher meaning people mike and keith are going to say what they want to say and evan's going to say what he wants to say and we can't be held responsible for what those gentlemen say uh we're just the platform but now they're actually acting 
like a publisher because they are saying who can say what, who can't say what. Uh, you yep. know, the gun industry certainly knows that well, but they're still being treated with the same protections of a platform. So I think yes. what Keith is saying is if you said, listen, you want to be a publisher, then that's fine. You're a publisher. You can truly say what can and can't go on the platform. But when something does go on the platform that you allow and it's, uh, you know, in any way, shape or form damaging, you have to be held responsible for it, that it might start to have them curtail information and 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 publish information in a more responsible way. And I think that's what Keith is getting at. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we won't do anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, it's, uh, it seems a bit unfair in the, in the sense of, um, you know, they get this animosity to let anybody post whatever they want and then they can control who gets to be seen, you know, and yeah. it's pretty much exactly what you guys Well, are we're saying. seeing it on YouTube right now, right? Like a lot of YouTube oh, yeah. gun tubers are getting like just, you know, oh, strike one, strike two. It's like, you know, and, and I watched a lot of videos on that and a lot of them were pr- pretty, uh, optimistic i would say a lot of them were like look these are their rules and you know uh, you can't insert a 30 round magazine that's one of them you can't put a putting a scope on showing how to put a scope on is considered building weapon building you know firearms building putting a suppressor on is considered and so they're they're kind of drawing this like super line in the sand of this is this is our rules and that's fine i'm actually okay with that to some extent what i had heard someone say i don't remember who was they said we're very pro second amendment in this country, but there are countries we're a, a worldwide brand and there are countries that don't, don't feel that way. And right. you know, whether that's yeah. true or not, I don't know. I, I kind of thought it was a little BS. That but, sounds a little more like a, a good spin. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think one of the big issues that I have that with it is um, they are going back and removing videos or giving you strikes on videos from years ago. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, now we, we came up with this new rule. Um, so any video from here on out, oh, but also we're going to go back to the very beginning of your channel and give you strikes for any of those videos you got. They want uh, that you. doesn't make much sense to me. And from what I've heard and understand is that, um, you know, we get ads on our YouTube channels or people's YouTube channels from different countries. Like say China's putting an ad on their channel. Well, China doesn't want that ad on a gun channel. Right. Right. So they're going to say, Hey, you know, deplatform this person. Uh, we don't ever want to see our ad on their channel. So I think that might have a lot to do with it as well. Maybe YouTube's just trying to please the the advertisers on that stance. Yeah, you think there would be a way for them to I guess say? I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna have to give up YouTube. <laughs> it seems like you would think that there would be a way. That'd be a tough. That'd be a tough one to give up. I love YouTube, <laughs> but you think there'd be a way for them? I mean, they have all these algorithms that you think there'd be a way to say this company, Pepsi, is anti Second Amendment and they don't want pro gun advertisements on their you know channel or whatever. Or on their, right. they don't want their ads on those channels. Right. There's got to be a way to like make that pairing up people with the right people, right? I, I bet those companies like Pepsi. I'm not saying Pepsi, yeah. but like Pepsi, yep. are probably saying take these channels off entirely, right? Or I'm not going to give you my ad money, right? You yeah. know, and they're probably forcing. Maybe. It's well, another issue I've seen is uh, you'll see, you know, like say it's a clip of like a marvel movie or star wars and those guys are putting mags into guns or attaching a suppressor uh but yet none of those are being taken down and from what i've heard is their excuse is well that's creative art so like what we're doing on youtube is not creative art it's they consider it instructional whereas um you know thor 
using his hammer or whatever one of his buddies using a gun on the on those movies is not instructional it's more creative art and like how did that how's that argument that's a weird take because certainly there are pro gun channels that i would say are more educational Mm -hmm. but like there are some that are much more entertainment based i would say like they are shooting real guns and they are but i would argue they're more geared towards entertainment you know and right yeah, Demolition Ranch. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, that's like, exactly uh, right. Yeah, Kentucky Ballistics. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, I. I mean, the bottom line is, I think all of them are sort of anti-gun, and some of yep. them they 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 we coexist a little bit. But uh, I saw a good. Um, it was a thing on Instagram, and it was like uh, the one guy was like, uh, you know, why don't you just find an alternative to use instead of YouTube? And I was like, okay, it's up there now. Will you watch it? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, and that's. That's, the that's a big problem because yeah, you get like say Rumble or Utreon, which I think Utreon is an actually a pretty impressive app from what I've I've seen. I've been using it for a little bit, but the problem is that you get all these people on YouTube, car channels, and just you know, I mean, there's a myriad of them, right? Yeah. Where people say they want to look how to install a supercharger, and then they go down that rabbit hole of YouTube, and all of a sudden they see you know, how to clean this part of a gun or shooting plate steel. Uh, And that's what gets non-gun people to watch these gun channels. I remember watching um, FPS Russia and Demolition Ranch years ago, not being a huge gun guy. Like I liked guns, I owned guns, but I'd never really been into the whole YouTube side of things. And it's, I was on YouTube looking on how to install something for my truck, ended up on a gun channel. And there I was starting to subscribe to these channels. And that's where these other platforms fall short because they don't have all these other guys posting videos. Cause all those other guys are going to go to YouTube where the yeah, masses got are. it. Learn, you know, like naturally getting down the rabbit hole and algorithm to, uh, something like firearms, bad getting into the algorithm and learning something like changing your gender at the age of 13. Good. Got it. Right. Totally understand. That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane that that's okay. Yeah, I, 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 you actually hit the nail on the head, and I heard someone else say the same argument of the reason why it's hard to get off YouTube is because you actually, if you're a true gun community guy or girl, you actually want to bring non-community members to go, oh, wow, that's kind of cool, and you want to bring exactly. those people over. So it's it really is unfortunate, uh, and I think at this point there's no option other than to just, you know, you got to play the game, so to speak, and that's just how yep. it is. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, you know, I've always been a proponent of like, I get people coming up to me, they're like, oh, that's cool, you started a YouTube channel. I'm like, yeah, it's nothing really that crazy cool, but um, I think if you've ever wanted to do it, just do it. And, I mean, I always uh, refer to, imagine if every channel on YouTube was pro, had some sort of gun content along with everything else, YouTube would have no choice but to, um, you know, approve all of those videos and, and make right. them uh, monetized. Right. So I think the more gun channels out there, the better, whether it's just something really simple like mine or something big, like, um, like one of my favorites is TFB TV, you know, like yeah. more of those channels, more guys just uh, promoting gun content. They'll have eventually no choice, but to, you know, monetize those channels again. And that's my hope. Obviously it's, you know, just mine and my mm-hmm. hope only, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Definitely. All right, Keith. We got what do we got? Another article here. Yeah, we got. Uh, this one's a this one's a 
a hairy one. This yeah, yeah. Law, um, law barring uh, people with domestic violence restraining orders from having guns is unconstitutional. So, went through a federal judge, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. So it's federal law. Said that a federal law targeting those believed to pose a domestic violence threat could not stand the Bruin test. So they're directly quoting Bruin, and they're saying that that law doesn't wouldn't doesn't stand that test of uh, tradition. And um, it basically required the law, the, the, the law that they're saying doesn't withstand the test is that it requires that gun laws have, a, um, I'm sorry, uh, that people who are, who have a restraining order against them for a domestic violence um, charge is not allowed to own a firearm. And they're, uh, this, this Fifth Circuit is basically saying, I'm sorry, you can't do that because under Bruin, uh, it doesn't pass that that traditional uh, test. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is it's it's, it's a tough it's one. tough one. You have you have an opinion on this? You got some? You know, I've been trying to come up with with uh, you know uh, a strong opinion uh, on either side of it, and and I I can't. can't. So my thoughts um, on this, I, I I kind of have some opinions on it, and I have for a long time. And so this is my... I definitely see both sides. I see both sides, right? So on, on one hand, we talk about domestic violence. You hear stories all the time. I mean, there's people who have domestic violence and it's like horrific, horrific stories, right? And I'm not trying to downplay any situation where there's domestic violence towards a woman or towards a man, right? Because that, that does happen more than people, I think, realize. Mm-hmm. But I think there are some times where something happens, a situation happens, it's bad, but it's not the same level of bad. And I think that there are all these things have, there's levels to things, right? And so one of the things that I thought of is you could have a situation, I, I have daughters, and if I had some guy who was, you know, tuning up one of my kids and, uh, you know, was getting violent and maybe threatening, I, I would be like, I, I don't want this guy having a gun. You know, I, I think he's a violent guy. But then you have people who, you know, they do something one time, Maybe they're with a guy and a girl. They're explosive. They don't get along. They're like uh, TNT and matches. And then they break up and they go their separate ways and they find the people that are right for them. And they're never that way with anyone, you know, ever again, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's people don't gel. They don't mix well. And, well, yeah, and, and, and so should that person be barred from exercising their rights ever again? So I, I kind of, that's kind of where I go is, you know, these things are bad, but there's just so many conditions and our laws and our government sometimes is a little, it's black and white. This is how it is. And and, and not and I, what I'm about to say is uh, I don't believe that this is happens the majority of the time or uh, any particular percentage of the time. But uh, there are situations where the person who calls 911 first is who gets yeah the, the story, the story, yeah. you know, so uh, that doesn't you know, sometimes it, it, it's not always exactly what it seems, right? So yeah. those are the situations that are hard to define and and, and where to go from here. Um, the reality in this particular one is it's probably going to go to the next step of appeals, which is, you know, Mike, your favorite part of the process. <laughs> and um, it's probably not completely over, but uh, man, I mean, it is just, uh, there are just, dare I, I, there's probably more, but hundreds of cases going on right now. Because of Bruin. Uh, because of Bruin. Yeah. And um, uh, it's going to be, you know, w- where this all ends m- m- might settle the debate finally. 
Yeah. You have anything you want to add, Evan? I mean, you, you can yeah. steer clear of this one if you want. I wouldn't blame you. No, no, I, I do have something to add because um, it is kind of a, a two-sided thing. It's like the domestic violence is a really rough thing to hear about. Um, you know, growing up, I've seen uh, or heard of women who have gone through that, and it's really, really sad. And, um, you know, maybe those guys should not own firearms or they should at least definitely be in prison from what I've heard. But I did have uh, an old friend or old coworker that um, – he had issues, and one of them, he put a hole in a wall with his fist, and he got a, a charge, and he can't own firearms because of that. And it's and he's like one of the nicest, most genuine guys I know. Right. Um, but it, you know, his temper got the better of him. Sure. And he got a charge because of that. And I've I've always thought it was so odd. I'm like, how you know you can't own firearms because of that? He's like, yeah, it's it's just one of those things I have to deal with and have to accept it, and um, it's it's with him the rest of his life. And so there, it, it's black and white, like you said. There's no gray area, and I really think there should be, but it's, it's just so tough. You've got two different stories from you know, domestic partners, and it's uh, it, it, it sometimes scares me being in you know, like relationship. Like I'm a pretty level-headed, cool-tempered guy, but it really comes down to like, does this person think that you know, they are in fear for their life and they want to call right. you know, the authorities yeah. for it? Uh, my wife and I, it wasn't us, but we, we knew someone who had a situation where the, they were actually in law enforcement themselves and they got into a, you know, husband and wife fight. They were yelling, you know, screaming, like just fighting. Sure. Right. And yeah. one of the neighbors like called the police and was like, I saw the husband had a knife on him and the wife was really mad. She was like, that's not true. And we were just fighting, you know, we were doing, having a, a marital, you know, spat discussion. Yeah, that's right. a, <laughs> yeah a very right. heated discussion. And yeah. uh, you know, but like, and I get it. You know, like nobody wants someone to get hurt or, or the things that worse. happen after those heated discussions are the best part. That's right. <laughs> Makeup's the best part. <laughs> Some would argue that you should just start fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, that's a pretty heavy topic. I I, I yeah. didn't want to go too deep into that, well, but I, I think it's important to be able to talk about that stuff instead yeah, of sure. just like putting it in a box and never speaking of it because there's a lot of people that are affected by it, yep. and those people are hoping for others to at least speak about it and get it on people's minds. Um, so I, I want to talk about eggflation. This story yeah. like really grew up. Have you heard about eggflation? Well, I mean, I'm very well aware of the <laughs> I see the when I buy eggs. <laughs> so, Did you guys see the reel I put up this morning on Instagram? No. I definitely didn't. Oh, uh, you'll have to check it out. <laughs> Is <laughs> it about eggs? eggs? Yeah. Is it really? I thought that was funny when you said that. I'm like, oh, interesting. Eggs. Yeah. So there's <laughs> this is coming from uh, San Diego. There's a uh, bodega owner, and they've been there for years. And basically, people in San Diego were going over the border to Tijuana to buy eggs and, and other things because it's like half the price. But here's the crazy part. And I didn't know this. I, I guess I should have assumed it, but I, I don't like to assume anything. But there's a really hefty fine, right? And he explains it really well. There's a there's a video in the show notes. You can click the link. All the, there's articles for all this stuff in the show notes. But he talks about the idea that it's like a $10,000 fine. And if that it's, caught. yeah, if you get caught. And it's because, you know, we have obviously FDA regulations and we have, you know, right. stricter protocols and the, the U.S. doesn't you feel You would that, think as many, yeah, no. I, yeah. But, yeah. But what's funny about it to me is people are like, gee, if I get caught, $10,000. But if I don't, I save $6. 
you know, and I guess they just feel like they're not going to get caught. But he was even saying that there like were these like long lines across I, the border. I, I bet they don't even know that it's a ten thousand dollar fine because you cannot rationalize saving six dollars. But so he them. was saying that um, there was one day where the the border crossing was like really backed up. Like someone came across and was like, "Yeah, it's like a two three hour like border crossing wait." And he was like, "What the heck?" And it was because the the um, border patrol officers or customs. I'm not sure which it would be. Probably customs. customs. They were like, yeah, there's a lot of eggs coming across and we have to check every car. <laughs> I said to Keith, I said, you know, we have a need. Do, like, do they let them throw them out? I wonder, like, I know you just saved $6, but you got to toss those dozen eggs. Yeah. You got to cook them and eat them right now. You would think, that's what I would say. I would say, I'm going to, I'm eating them right here before I cross. <laughs> raw. Raw like raw. Rocky. That's it. Raw like Rocky. Yeah. Where, where, where's the blind? Where's the, have I crossed the line yet? <laughs> I said, I said, you would think that if you're like the president or whatever, anybody, you'd say, okay, we have a problem. Eggs are expensive. They have eggs. We need eggs. Like, let's let's work this out. Like, let let let's figure this out. Let's figure a way to make that that they're safe. Maybe we could trade El Chapo for the eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good bargain. Well, we we like to trade, like yeah. you know, crazy things. We did it for a uh, basketball Ball, player. Yeah, I'd rather have eggs than a basketball player. In this case, especially yeah, a WNBA player. It's fair right. enough. Yeah. A little different. Yeah. I, I had said to Keith, I said, you know, if the Democrats were more concerned about the eggs coming across and less concerned about uh, illegals <laughs> coming across, we could we could all see common ground here. You know what I mean? Like, right. let legal immigrants come over. Let maybe legal that, eggs come over. Maybe that's a compromise. Maybe we just say, listen, we'll open the border back up. You give us the eggs. Right. <laughs> that's right. Forget the, put the coyotes out of business. We'll let everyone come over, but they got to bring a dozen eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Each person. Every person. That's, that's yeah. our entrance fee. That's <laughs> men, men, two dozen women, one dozen kids, a half. There you go. I think you got it worked out. Yeah. Hey, can I give a quick shout out? Um, it's a big event. It's called Utah. It's a big public shooting event in Utah. It's called, uh, in a town called Springville, just South of Salt Lake. It's a big public shooting range. We shoot uh, machine guns, suppressors, night vision, and it's held by the guys called, uh, Utah shooters They're on Instagram, Utah shooters. And I'm going to be helping run the event. So Is this free or can I do I got to bring any eggs from Mexico? Yeah, yeah, you can bring eggs as an entry fee. I'll get you in for that. Okay, uh, it's, uh, it's it's super affordable. It's a twenty dollars entry, and then um, there's food, there's events, there's vendors, and the best part is that you get to shoot a bunch of different cool new guns from uh, all the guys coming out there. So yeah, it's a really fun event, and uh, just trying to get the word out about it. Last year we had about uh, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred people show up, and this year we're looking to get about twenty five hundred. So That's super cool. stoked for it. All right, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And a very special thanks to Evan for hanging out with us and chopping it up. If anyone yeah, out there yeah. has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard. Yeah, thanks for letting me be your uh, rebound guy. No yeah. problem. You, you'll, always, you'll always be my <laughs> plan B. Say, he'll always be our rebound, Evan. 